Night Whispers. It's a hobby. So what's yours? Resurrection. Avoiding a zombie apocalypse. And your dream word for tonight is real. Luke chapter 3 verse 7 and 8 reads, Then he said to the multitudes that came out to be baptized by him, Brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? I might have said this before, but like it or not intended, or not, the Paul Newman film classic Cool Hand Luke is a veritable mine of Christian metaphor. Taking note of the crucifixion-like posturing of the character Luke following his eating of 50 eggs to all the crosses at the end of the film, I nevertheless especially like the fact that the character of Luke is assigned the prison number of 37. Of course, Luke chapter 3 verse 7 is our text for tonight and speaks to hypocrites regarding fleeing the wrath to come. And what are hypocrites? except those folks who are essentially never really true to themselves. And no, I am not talking about taking pride in being your very own special little creation. I'm talking about you being God's creation. There is a big difference here, for one is a matter of discovering thankfulness, and the other is a matter of pride. In any event, the film of Cool Hand Luke is, on the positive side, the story of a misfit and a rebellious one at that. It is the story of a man who will not give up being who he is, and in being who he is, he brings hope, he brings inspiration, and he brings happiness to the rest of the motley chain gang he is in prison with. These, in turn, begin to feed on both him and his exploits. Like Luke Jackson, then, Jesus, in simply being who he is, most naturally and certainly clashed with those in authority, and in the same way, that clash also most certainly brought life to others. There are many Christ-like comparisons to that fact in the film, but for tonight, I found three things in the movie and in my own life that prove that being your true, authentic self does indeed bring life and light and hope to others. Will you first note, please, that God has put certain people on this planet who, no matter how hard you or they try, just will not fit the standard mould of things in any shape or form. These circus folk, shall I call them, these rebels, who are all too often without a cause, need to be celebrated for who they are and guided in the planning for what they shall become. Unfortunately, and so very often, all of society's social misfits seem to be kept hidden in the attic or way back in the research and development area of businesses that benefit from their seeming eccentricities but are nevertheless embarrassed by their exploits. Yes, in one way or another, this circus crowd is always hidden away because of their seemingly weird, wacky and eccentric ways. Yet, given the right kind of encouragement and direction, these shooting stars can shine brighter and shine longer than anyone ever imagined, shooting across the sky of which they long to streak. 
I tell you to embrace such circus folk and embrace them with happiness and laughter. For even though they might be firecrackers, they'll light up your life and light up your world. God made them and their individuality needs to be seen as a gift and not a curse. God help the Laodicean church whose local expression simply manufactures clones from within and copies each other from without. I have been in every city in the UK and in far too many of these Laodicean churches there is just one word that sums up the whole sorry lot and it's this. BORING! Second, know that all of us are cramped in some way by our sin-sick societies and may I say most of the sick, restricted, stunted, stayed and stifted people I have ever met are those which have been brought up in or brought into the church of the living God. Like it or not, that's the truth. Yes, the church of the Lord of life is often more guilty of the control of and the perpetuation of death rather than the giving of life. The church needs to learn to release the uniqueness of the individual within its walls and testify and celebrate their unique benefit to the world. Oh my goodness. Imagine when people in churches are finally served into their destinies rather than them becoming the servants to a pastor's vision or a denomination's mandates. Imagine what an uncontrolled explosion of life and light might just envelope our communities of boring darkness if this were ever to happen. Yes, don't be fooled by the pleasure of sin, for darkness, death and hell are above all things boring. Think about that. Why then should local churches and their people be the same boring clones which they have produced? Third, and most importantly, please recognise the deal of death which is often presented to firecrackers. I personally have had this deal presented to me so many times now that I'm astonished that the devil continues with the presentation. Yet he does, and has done so, not only throughout the ages of time, but also in the seasons of our own and my own lifetime. Yes, the devil still persists in his coming to us with the same old sad deal of death. Yes, this deal of death, and with it, the destruction of our destiny is seen in the scriptures passing across the lips of the best friend which Jesus ever had on this planet, even Peter the Rock. Here the devil tries to use the best of friendships to scupper the eternal destiny of the Son of God and all who should be found in him. Listen to the deal. From that time Jesus began to show to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and the chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised the third day. Then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him saying, Oh far be it from you Lord, this shall not happen to you. That's Matthew 16 verse 21 and 22. So the steel of death often comes from the best of places, the best of intentions and the best of friends. Yet if you listen, you can hear the serpents hissing. In the film Cool Hand Luke, it is Luke's best friend Dragline, played by George Kennedy, who comes to Luke after his passion in the church, if you will, and amidst all the sirens, the police and the crazy correctional officers waiting to tear him apart, says to Luke with a nice, big and hopeful smile, you've got to listen to me, all you've got to do is give up, nice and quiet, just play it cool. There you have it. Do you see it? If life, if change, if revolution, reformation and maybe even revival, yes, if love and light and world shaking can only come through the release of authentic Christians into their own unique callings and destinies, which are designed solely for them, then the devil will always, and I mean always, come to you and say, draw back, be quiet, be cool. 
And my dear brother and my brave sister, when that happens, then what we've got here is also a failure to communicate. For the death of both the individual and the team will always follow such cowardly compliance to play it cool and to draw back from our own uniqueness, callings and destiny. Life will no longer be communicated when we draw back from who we are. A friend of mine so rightly and so constantly insists that Christians only do what only they can do. I think that's great advice. Only do what only you can do. Compromising truth is a wicked thing to do. Compromising the truth of what God has called you as a church, as an organisation, and especially as an individual, is quite simply a murdering of life and the manufacturing of cloned zombies. If you want to shake that tree you're hiding behind, if you want to shake the earth for Jesus, then you must be all you are in Jesus and do all he wants you to do. Do not let anyone stop you from being or doing otherwise. Do not enter any deals of death. No, go on being who you are. For despite the embarrassment of the populace, even your family who will say you are beside yourself, and the scorn and smirks from cloning Christianity, still true and lovely life will always follow hard on the heels of any release of your spirit. Listen. For you formed my inward parts, you covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvellous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret, and skilfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed, and in your book they all were written. The days fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. Psalm 139, verse 13 to 16. Pray with me, please. Lord, help us all tonight to see beyond any restrictive boundaries set for us by others simply wanting us to play it cool. Oh God, give us guts. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen, and let it be so. Hi, it's Victor Robert Farrell here. Support us today by getting your latest copy of Night Whispers from nightwhispers.com. That's nightwhispers.com.